Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show podcast, and I'm so happy to be here on the iHeart Podcast Network being sponsored by AT&T. We both know firsthand that listening and being heard can lead to change. AT&T knows all about this, too. They started listening to their customers who spoke out that they weren't getting a fair deal. Now they're giving every customer, both new and existing, the same great deals. So listen up and learn more about getting a great smartphone deal at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. everybody you are listening to the voice one and only steve harvey got a radio show come on y'all i said that a little bit wrong this morning but i'm tired i just came out the gym i'm a little out of sorts right now but it's okay i'll pull it together but let me tell you something man i got a clear-cut message for you today i really do you know um as i've gotten older i've um began to take some supplements and supplements are uh, to help your body in things that it doesn't produce as much as it used to. 
you know, you got to take a vitamin supplement, it's mineral supplements, because just, you know, vitamin D supplement, because vitamin D is important. And, you know, as you get older, sometimes your body doesn't produce it at the rate that it used to. And so you take supplements. You, you know, you got herbs that can help you out with digestion, ginger, you know, things like that. You got, it's, it's a lot of things out there. Once you start talking to people that's in and know at health food stores and things of that nature, and if you're going in there and you don't, you're having trouble with this or you, you're feeling like you're not, your eyesight ain't quite what it was, you're trying to get your hair and your nails together and they tell you to try biotin or something like that or or your joints is feeling a little achy and they recommend glucosamine and chondrogen and, you know, stuff like supplements. And I've, I take supplements all the time. Supplements are designed to help you replenish what's been depleted in your body as supplements. Now, you, there are people I can tell you can speak a lot more aggressively and a lot more knowledgeable on this subject, but just giving you a, just a brief overview of my understanding of it. Now, if you've been living your life for a while, supplements are necessary for most of us. Now, also, if you've been living your life for a while, spiritually, you may need some supplements because you've just been at it for a while. You done got woe down a little bit. You're tired. Some people around you ain't changing. Some people around you draining. It's just life just keeps on coming. Life don't ever get no easier. It just you become more knowledgeable about how to handle it. It does not get any either easier. You continue to lose love. You continue to have to confront the challenges. It's just that over a course of time, you become experienced and you can handle them better. But life don't get no easier. But spiritually, you get a little bit worn down. Well, you need some spiritual supplements too. And I'm just going to flat out tell you, the more God that you can replenish yourself with, the higher the dosage of God that you are willing to put into your spiritual self, the possibilities then become limitless. You actually have the ability to make a conscious decision to supplement your body, and you have a conscious decision to supplement your spirit. You can do both. So what I did was, I, I could just tell you what I did. I was taking all these supplements. I started taking supplements when I was about 45, I think. That's when I began. I, I, I was thinking about it one day, and I just went, wow, man. I started talking to some knowledgeable people. I found out I needed these things. But then spiritually, man, I started supplementing myself, too. I started praying some more. I started trying to gain a little bit more knowledge and wisdom and understanding from scriptures and just try to make make sense of all of it, you know, just just make a little bit more sense out of my life, make sure that I was on the right path. As a matter of fact, get on the right path, 
find out my real purpose and my mission in life. And nobody can do that for you. That's something that you have to want to do. But I started supplementing my spiritual side of my life and supplementing my body. Now, I happen to be right now about in the best shape I've ever been in, technically. I can assure you, though, I am in the best shape spiritually I have ever been in. Now, my body has looked better. It really has. I mean, come on now. At where I am in life at the stage with the years I've been walking this earth, I'm cool. But spiritually, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. And what it's done for me, y'all, is it's gave me a peace and a calmness. You know, it used to be, man, I used to fight so hard against people who attacked me. Now, man, it, it, ain't, it ain't that serious to me. Because now I have a full understanding that if I come under attack, that God is with me. Because that's a promise he made. That's Isaiah 54, 17. That's that's the that's the, any weapon formed against you, any weapon formed against you shall not prosper. You can't you you can't come and get me. It's it's I'm not here for you to take down because you didn't put me here. So why would I fear a person bringing me down when they're not the reason that I'm here? So when you attack me, you have to be careful because I ain't ever by myself. I formed a relationship with the most high that I can rely on for protection, for coverage, and for peace. A lot of times when things used to stress me out, how to run this, how to handle this, how to deal with that, you know, fame is rough, man. And then you put that together with some business and you put that together with your family, you got a lot of stuff you're trying to tend to. I have a peace of mind about it now because I have someone who provides me with a sense of understanding and calmness that lets me know that this too shall pass, that it ain't just a saying that I heard old people say, that it ain't just something my mama used to tell me. It's something that can really happen once you get an understanding. This too shall pass. This is just another piece of life that you are now better equipped to handle. I'm telling you what it's done for me. Oh, millions of people out there hear me, man, has done the same thing for them. I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling it new to some people, but there's some people that show enough understand what I'm saying. And then if you, if you have known this but kind of forgot it, it's time for some supplements. So when you get like that, and, and now you find yourself in a situation with a disease or something, you got to do something. Nah, you got to start juicing all your greens. You got to start detoxing your body. You got to start purifying the system. See, the human body has always had a way to repair itself if you just give it a chance. Your mind has always had a chance to repair itself if you give it a chance. And your spirit always has a chance to repair itself if you give it a chance. It's the only way I can maintain at this level, and it's the only way I have any chance of going further. I have to increase my dosage of spiritual supplements. I got to talk to God a little bit more. I got to pray a little bit more. I got to understand his word a little bit more. That's all I'm telling you, man. If you do that, if you just pray more, if you just study a little bit more, man, just try to get an understanding. Ask him to help you understand. 
it will open up the possibilities of your life to into a realm you never could have imagined. I'm telling you, that's real. Okay. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Well, I was right up on the mic, Shirley. My lips was actually touching. I thought I was back. Oh. But I you, had misjudged. Oh, hey, hey, Yeah, you didn't eyes. say Watch that. Yourself. Bug eyes. Watch yourself. Because you don't really handle your eyes. lips. <laughs> Short man. Careful. Easy little fella. Hey, hey, oh, that's hey, how easy. we're starting this Friday. No, nah, I'm just letting you know. I, I'm finna say something, and all of a sudden, you about to do a lip joke with your big eyes, and then little man, he couldn't wait. Yeah. Your lips. <laughs> So that's how we starting this morning? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what it's going to be. All right. 30-something funny might as well be Ash, your CEO. Uh, I, we get this thing jumping. <laughs> Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Carla, Happy darling. Friday. Hello, darling. Good morning to you. Wonderful. That junior boy. Morning, Ock. The fool, king of pranks. Yes, absolutely, dear uncle. I am here. Well, well. And Jay is off. Uh, well, he's celebrating his daughter. This is important. His daughter becomes a principal today, so he's oh, that's right. He's he there to oh, celebrate right. that. I thought he yeah. missed a day. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's really big, and he's proud of her, and we're all proud of her. So congratulations. So he went into town to be with his daughter, who's becoming a principal. Mm-hmm. 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 And she got to look out there while she accepted the award and see her uneducated ass dad. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say that, Steve. <laughs> Ain't this about nothing. I'm a principal, and the reason I decided to get education was because of him. Won't he do it? <laughs> yeah. Then, ladies and gentlemen, this is my ignorant-ass daddy right here. And he gonna stand up soon, yeah. she said. Hell yeah, what's up? Watch out there now. Yeah. Got a bright pink and brown suit on. Yes, represent, Brown Jay. suit, pink window panes, pink tie. Come on, Jay. Yeah, pink horn rim glasses and pink shoes. Old school player. Come on, boy. Don't stop. Don't let it drop. I am um, <clears throat> going through a couple of fashion changes in my life I'm about to do, I think. Oh, speaking of pink and brown window panes, what are you doing? You know, I'm thinking about wearing a different style of suit on the talk show next year. Can you give us a clue? Kind of like the suit I wore on Showtime at the Apollo. Mm Mm-hmm. The green one? Yeah, the green one. Oh, the green one. Okay. I was thinking about going to that. So you're becoming more colorful, or are you talking about the color or the cut? The cut. Oh, okay. Now, I'll never go back to the pimp day. Oh, okay. Oh, I wants to. <laughs> it's in your heart. Oh, oh God, <laughs> I want to. It's in your heart. But my <laughs> wife won't let me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I want to. Thank you, Marjorie. <laughs> oh, 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 this little green eye thing stopping your boy. <laughs> I want him back, though. Oh, I want he, She won't let you be great, Steve. <laughs> no, she won't let me be great. <laughs> We thank her for that. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, Marjorie. Because <laughs> she has a lot of style, for sure. Oh, I want yes, she does. Mm-hmm. I got some too. Mm-hmm. Don't hold me back. Right. <laughs> you know, don't don't stop. Don't don't let you know. Let my monkey loose. Really? <laughs> hey, listen. We we're getting ready for uh, something funny. That's, we let these monkeys out. That's coming up right after this. Uh, <laughs> At 32 after the hour. (laughs) Jesus.
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, it is time for something funny. You said you would, uh, we wanted to do Ask the CEO this Friday. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, might as well. Man, my voice needs some rest. It just needs rest, y'all. I'm sorry. I've been working. I work Take your throat two out weekends in a row. <laughs> Take what out, little man? Take your throat out and run some water on it. That's all. What? Well, see, tall what people can't do that. Well, it seems like tall people can't clear their throat. That <laughs> well, that's because it's so much throat. Uh-oh. It's throat. Sharp people don't get hoarse because your, your neck ain't that long. Sharp people have throats, too. Thank you. It is throat. <laughs> all right, Tommy, you have a question for the CEO. Have you have you cleared your throat sufficiently? Uh, yeah, when CEO? the CEO I mean, says something to you disrespectful, Mm-mm. how do you handle that? Well, you know, I from you know from my standpoint, being the CEO, I mm-hmm. say to deal with it. <laughs> Cause what you what you don't want to do is run up into some more disrespect. <laughs> you know, I, so I just say what you need to do is just get a bigger pair of panties, Tommy. What? You heard Who me. Wearing panties. I'm talking. I'm talking to you. I ain't, I ain't saying that Shirley Strawberry. Wait, well, you got her. Okay, but no, I ain't got her nothing. Come? I said you, you. If you need to understand how to handle it, you need a bigger pair of panties. Okay. I don't wear. How do I respond to this? I don't say you don't wear panties. I don't wear panties. Then see, if you don't know how to handle it, you need a bigger pair. You understand what I'm saying? This get is- some. Is this the way a CEO is supposed to okay, talk to Okay, that's it? what I wanted to ask. No, you it's just said if I say something disrespectful to you, then you fire back. Now, I showed you what happened if you fire back. It gets more disrespectful. So, so let me ask you a, a question. Let me ask you a question. No, no, no. Steve is the CEO. <laughs> right, right, Carla. Good point. This is let- just me being able to say it. In CEO form. All right, CEO, I have a question for <laughs> yes, you. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Describe your, so we can be clear. Describe your duties as CEO. What as CEO? What do you do? I run this hill. You're chief executive officer of the company. Day to day, what do you do? Cash. I produce as much of it as I can. Okay. E. I do it as excellent as I can, and O. As often as I can. (laughs) That's what CEO mean to me. Create cash and with excellence as often as you can. That make me the damn CEO. Now, what is you? I think that explains a lot. Next question. (laughs) Okay. Come on, Uh, Junior. Listen, uh, CEO, I just want to know, we we haven't received, like, our contracts for paperwork for next year. Do you plan on giving us? Yeah, talk to white folk about that. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk to white folk about that. I don't do paperwork. Next question. Yeah. All right, I got a question. Uh, Name. They all upstairs. Go on up there. Yeah, go ahead. Next question. Name three things. Three things. You could do. I could do. To as our employer mm-hmm. to make our lives better. Make mo, be mo. Mm. And say more. Mm. That's what you could do to make our lives better. What did I just say? <laughs> okay, she didn't answer the question. <laughs> Be more, mm. act more, mm. and say more. All right. Here's a question. Yeah. How do we get as CEO? How do we get um, promoted? Like to go to the next level in the company? And, and see, all I know is CEO. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Any level under that that you want, 
claim it. <laughs> what you want to be? Secretary of State, you got it. Okay. What you want to be? Primary officer, you got it. Okay. What you want to be? Chief operating officer, claim it. You, you just can't have your job. That title ain't available. <laughs> oh. I pass out... I pass out titles like a pass, like a tic-tac. I shake it in your hand. <laughs> but what I'm not, as long as you don't come over here trying to be CEO, what 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 position are you looking at, uh, Miss Strawberry? Well, I mean, you know, eventually I would like to become CEO. Oh, well, that's not going to happen over here. <laughs> well, why not? So you got to move you on. You put in the work. Now you put in the work somewhere else. You can put it in all you want up in here. You ain't finna be CEO <laughs> in this here. Oh, so no. you're saying do as I say, not, not as, as I do? A, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying go do and say your own thing. You ain't coming over here for to be CEO. You want to be CEO, you can be the CEO of Strawberry Productions. Well, in you most companies. Start that. You can start, you can be Lift Rock Holler CEO. You can be yeah. TNT CNO. You can, be, you, you can be Junior Incorporated CEO. Well, you ain't finna be CEO of this here. Okay. God. Yeah, this title ain't, 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 ain't no moving up over here. Um. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, CEO, can I ask you this though as well? I've been to some other companies and I saw they have a nice little relaxation area. Break Excuse room. me, say that again. I just walked in some other companies. I saw, yeah, them, and they had a nice little break room. You yeah, know, they got TVs in there, and uh-huh. stuff like. That. Yeah, we, we don't have none of that over here. Could we possibly have that? No, see, this is how you do it over here. Scoot your chair back away from the table, and, and dash your ass. <laughs> <laughs> <That's hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question, Junior. I about know. Better I thought yeah. a horrible answer. Your break though. room is when you create room to take a break in. Slide your chair back away from the table. Stretch well, your legs out. There you go. Junior, right now you in your break room. What about vending machines? What about can we get some healthy vending snacks? Vending machines ain't healthy for you. Can we get some healthy snacks in I'm the I'm not going to kill my employee with Doritos and tater chips and I'm ho-hos and stuff like that. I'm not going to do that to you. Ho-hos. No. I ain't hearing that in the Ding-dongs. Ho-hos. Yeah. You know what's up. Uh. All right. Uh, ding dongs is round, ho hos is round. Ding dongs is round, ho hos is, you know, rolled up. Okay. Gotcha. It's delicious, but it got corn syrup in it. I don't put nothing in the vending machine for my people got corn syrup in it. I'm not going to kill you. All right. Uh, yeah. com- coming Drink up. Drink some next. of this water and get yourself together. Thank you, CEO. No, no, thank you. <laughs> coming up boo. next. Yes. Oh, man. It's, boo. It's the nephew. <laughs> yes. Born to get your ass out of here. <laughs> Coming up next, this is the nephew with Run That Prank Back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, Adidas stands by Kanye. Adidas stands by Kanye. You heard me, but come on, Tommy. It is time. No, but you know, I want to talk about that when we come up because I don't think they should pull sponsorship from this guy. Okay, we're going to talk about it for sure. No, really, no. Mm -hmm. But uh, up next. I I think hospitals should sponsor. Psych wards. Medicine is that what you're people. Saying? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be great with medicine people. Get to your Come prank. Come on, nephew, with your prank. What you got for us? A wedding and a funeral. A what? All at the same time. Who's wedding and a funeral? This is crazy. A wedding and a funeral. Here it is. Hello, this is Ryan. Hi, I'm trying to, uh, Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm good. Who am I speaking to? This is Josh. Josh over at the, I'm one of the officials at the church where you guys are are getting married tomorrow. 
Yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? I want to thank y'all for that too, man. We will appreciate it. Good, good. Well, we definitely hope to make you a member here sooner or later since you guys are getting married, you know? Hey, man, you know, I'm trying to get this work schedule changed up. You know what I'm saying? They got me working on Sundays now, man. So uh, as soon as I, I tweak that and move that around a little bit, I'll be there. Okay, listen, we have a, a bit of a situation that's come up. We have some problems and, and uh, miscommunication, and, and it's definitely been on our side. Uh, they had your name, Ryan, down here with your phone number as well as your, your soon-to-be wife, Sonya, they had her name here, but we, we didn't want to call her with this. We wanted to just uh, reach out and, and talk to you and see if it just make you aware of what was going on, okay? Well, what's, what's going on, man? There's been a mix-up on, on scheduling. I don't know if you know, Sister Ola May, she passed away a week ago. Uh, and you're not you're not a member of the church, so you wouldn't know her. But she's one of the one of the oldest uh, members here at the church. Sister Ola May passed away. And uh, what's going on is you all's wedding is tomorrow at twelve o'clock. Right. But the actual funeral is at three o'clock here at the church. Okay. Uh, but what's your name again, brother? What? Josh. Josh. Okay. Look here, brother Josh. Um, Hey man, we 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 already got this thing in motion, man. We didn't send out damn near two hundred invitations, man. I mean, God bless yeah. sister yeah, yeah. Ola May, and, 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 and I understand that, but 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 I mean, you know, she. Well, there's no way we could have moved it around. Now the biggest problem, the funeral home is bringing the casket first thing in the morning. So what I want, what I wanted to make you aware of, and I I didn't want you to tell your wife this, but. The actual casket will be in the sanctuary, but we will have it cuffed. Hold, hold, hold up, man. Are you serious? Now, look here, man. Y'all need to move this round. I don't know what y'all going to do. If y'all have a fellowship hall in the back or something like that. We don't, don't, uh, uh, Ryan, the only place we can actually put the casket, in, if we didn't put it there, is in the actual room that your, your soon-to-be wife would be changing in. That's the only oh, place. Man, you got your mind. My wife ain't fixing to change no room with no dead body. Are you kidding me? And, and you know what? I understood that. That's the first thing I thought of. And that's what I said. Let's just put the casket where it goes for the funeral. And we're going to cover it up. And see, basically, you actually get in. Wow. Uh, I can't even believe you called me with this man. Look here. And excuse my French, man. Yeah, I know I need to get back in the church. I really do. But right now, Doug, this ain't going down like this, man. Now, we didn't okay. we already pay the money. And first of all, first of all, you know, she shouldn't. I don't even feel like she even had to, 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 to pay. You know, to, to hold no wedding over at her church where she paid tithes at. That's that's the first thing. You know, I ain't like that from the jump. But I went ahead and went with it because she want her pastor to marry us. And now you got the nerd to tell me that y'all we arranged something that a funeral gonna happen the same day as my wedding, and my wife got to get dressed in the room with a dead body. Well, no, we we're not gonna put her in that room. I, like I say, I, I'm putting that body first thing in the morning. I'm gonna put that body. In the, uh, right there in front of the uh, pulpit, and we're going to cover it. Now, what you're getting out of this, you get more flowers because there's going to be flowers from the funeral. So I'm thinking that's probably going to be a little bit of a perk for you. I just wanted you to be aware that there's probably going to be more people than you think because some of the people that's going to be at your wedding is really for the funeral. Hey, hey, uh, hold, hold up, man. Are you serious right now, man? Uh, look here, Doc. I didn't pay for the Wedding that happened at this church, man, okay? Ain't, ain't no disrespect to the lady that has passed, God bless her family. I ain't playing. To not put no dead body having no funeral at my wedding, man. That's crazy. What the wrong with y'all down there? Church too, sir. She's a member of the church, too. I don't, hey, I don't give a about not being no member of the church, man. I done paid for this wedding, and it's going to happen tomorrow, man. You not fixing to put no 
dead body at my wedding. You watch your Okay, 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 Mr. Ryan, Mr. Ryan, I mean no disrespect, but the woman has passed. She is not gonna get up. I mean, what what is the problem? The problem is your called me with this man the day before my wedding, and we didn't schedule until six months ago. I gotta spend twenty five, thirty thousand dollars on this wedding, okay? And are you gonna tell me that we got to share our wedding with a funeral? What the hell is wrong with you, man? Look, let me ask you something. Do you want to have your wedding at this church? I paid for the. And like, what you mean? Well, I'm having the wedding. Okay, I tell you what. Let that body be up in the morning. I'm rolling the <laughs> right out to the street. Y'all gonna sit out there in the front and and and, and throw flowers while throwing rice. But we are gonna have a wedding inside the sanctuary tomorrow. I promise you that. Sir, I can't. I cannot assure you that it won't be. As I have no other place to put the body. Okay. Well, I, I bet y'all find somewhere to put it. If I get that tomorrow, it's a body in there. It's gonna be a couple of bodies in there. And I ain't. You got two choices to move that. Funeral or to reimburse me back this thirty thousand dollars out an hour to spend. Those are the only two choices I want to hear about. Meet me at the front door tonight with a thirty thousand dollar cashier check. Oh, we said to have this wedding up in there tomorrow morning. You heard me? I ain't playing. I ain't playing at all. No jokes. What the is wrong with y'all, man? You can do I, something I, else, I, man. Listen, hey, I understand hey, that. Listen, I don't, don't want to hear no more from you, man. Now, all I'm saying is, it's gonna be a wedding at this church tomorrow without the dead body. That's all okay, I'm saying. Push right. the to Ryan, the bank, man. Ryan, hey, I, there's, there's one more a bit of an issue that I need to tell you also. What the can be worse than a dead body? What issue can be worse than a dead body at my wedding, man? And the issue, sir, that is worse than a dead body is, this is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your best man, Jeff, got me to prank phone call you. What? That's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, man? The best man about to get the best <laughs> whooping he can possibly get, man. I ain't <laughs> playing these. Then got me the day before. Oh, this is to get the best beat down possible, man. I'm telling you. Hey, one more question. What's the baddest radio show in the land, Ryan? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who don't like that? That was crazy. <laughs> Man, it's gonna happen. Time. You're gonna it's get your behind. Who don't like that? Uh, a lot the of wedding. people don't want it like that. No. Well, a wedding and Carla, sometimes we, we, we misschedule things. And the wedding just happened to be <laughs> right there before the funeral, and we're going to have the casket in there. So Tommy, just work getting, around it. Tommy, it's getting close, man. It's two words I think you need to look out for. You, What's Tommy. That? You answer, yeah. you answer them words. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy, you need to be careful. You out in public. Somebody go, you Tommy? <laughs> Tommy. Tommy, that is the truth. Yeah. If, Tommy, if you out in public and somebody go, you Tommy? But, need to be no. But remember when somebody did say that to you, Tommy? Yeah. <laughs> at that yeah, meat I, town. Uh-huh. I was at Ralph's. I was in L.A. What happened? You know how you pull your ticket because you want to buy some deli meat and you're waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just sitting in there waiting and this dude saying, Hey, uh, you the nephew? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. Damn your ass, stupid. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> he said, you're just the ignorant blankety blank. I said, hey, man. That's back when I could spin fast. I turned just blah, 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 blah. Man, I cleared that whole damn dinner. <laughs> that damn fired off so many cuss words. Mm-hmm. I feel bad about that. I should have known better. <laughs> All right, uh, listen, coming up. At the top of the hour in entertainment news, we're going to talk about Kanye and his Adidas connection. Adidas is sticking by him.
right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, NBC News is Lester Holt. He's going to be our special guest, guys. He's going to tell us about his exclusive interview with Meek Mill. You don't want to miss it. This is Meek's first interview since being released from prison, and Lester Holt will be our guest at 20 minutes after the hour. All right, in entertainment news, Steve, you said you wanted to talk about this. Kanye West has left the great state of California. He's out now, uh, for right now. Yeezy reportedly flew out of Los Angeles yesterday to a secluded property in Wyoming. Uh, While it might seem like he's skipping town, you know, in the wake of his controversial comments on slavery the other day, we hear he's actually uh, just putting finishing touches on his new album. Don't forget, there is a new album coming out. Uh, It's called Love Everyone. Love Everyone is due. June first, and then he do that rant on May first. You're putting it together, you know. But I think I think Adidas should stand by him. Here's here's the deal, everybody. Everybody, you you don't have to agree with anything anybody says. We're all thinking people, right? You have the right to think and feel what you want. You don't have to agree with anybody, right? You know everything, and I think Kanye knows the mistake he made. In saying it the way he said, because yeah. he's released several tweets trying to clean it up. To, to, yes. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I, I'm 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 okay with the dude with with you know with trying to get himself together. I've just stopped. I don't I don't want to be because see I had it done to me. I don't I don't I don't like when everybody jump on a dude and just start bashing mm-hmm. it. And it's so called friends of his too. But because he's famous and he went on this rant, now he he got to get just I mean just crucified. Yeah. And we are so fast to crucify people, man. I've had it done to me. Well, let me... With... T- oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Go oh, ahead. Please. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to tell you what the CEO of Adidas did say. Um, His name is Casper Roystead. He said, it is clear there are some remarks that we don't support. We are very committed to the Yeezy brand moving forward. Kanye has been and is very important part of our strategy, and he's been a fantastic creator. And that's where I'm going to leave it. That's what the CEO of Adidas said. And that's said. cool because, mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. taking him off the Adidas brand doesn't change what he said. Kanye don't really believe what he said. He just snapped. He went hard. When, when, hey, man, I'm telling you, man, when you're listening to yourself, and you don't have truth tellers around you. You get, you start believing the press. And you know, man, you gotta have truth tellers around you when you're famous. That stops you from being. Look, man, you can't just say what you want to say because you've arrived in this position of power and authority and 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 grace that God has given you. You you got to temper some of your remarks. I've done a lot of stuff, man, I wish I had not done. We all make mistakes. Yeah. But after I do it, man, I go, Human. damn, man. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, it, let, me, let, let me explain something to you. You want to do over. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Dang, I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> hell, dog. Dog, listen to me. And he's so misunderstood. <laughs> you To get me at Trump Towers again, you know what you had to do? What? Drag you down. <laughs> no, I had to be damn near gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, and you, what I discovered was politics is not what I do. All right, thank you, Steve. Entertainment News is brought to you by your good friends at 1-800-Flowers, and they are offering free shipping on select best-selling bouquets, arrangements, and other gifts. 
that any mom is guaranteed to love. You know Mother's Day is coming up. So to get free shipping and select bouquets and arrangements and other Mother's Day gifts, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon and enter code STRAWBERRY. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code STRAWBERRY. Order today and you can save at 1-800-Flowers.com. Code STRAWBERRY. The offer expires on Tuesday. Happy Mother's Day. Ladies and gentlemen, she's here, the lovely Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you, everybody. Good morning, everybody, on this Friday. And this is Antrip with the news. Well, the White House says it cannot totally confirm it yet, but it looks like the North Koreans are about to release three American uh, hostages from a labor camp. And soon the president went on Twitter to state that the Obama administration was unsuccessful in its attempts to get the three hostages freed. However, the president's math is wrong. President Obama did try to get a hostage freed one. The other two were grabbed last year after the Donald became president. Of course, White House spokesperson Sarah Sanders brushes past that part. We certainly would see this as a sign of goodwill if North Korea were to release the three Americans ahead of uh, discussions between President Trump and uh, Kim Jong-un. No date's been set, by the way, for the meeting, but officials say it could happen next month. As the National Rifle Association puts the finishing touches on today's annual meeting in Dallas, where President Trump is scheduled to speak, an interesting situation's developed. You see, attendees of the gun-loving confab are allowed to carry at the event, but guns are banned during the forum where the president and vice president are to speak. And guns are also banned during Trump's appearance at the NRA's annual meeting last year. The NRA says on its website that since the Secret Service is responsible for security and that it's standard practice for them to bar firearms from the places visited by the people they protect. That's why the situation exists. Some students from Florida Stoneman Douglas High School are criticizing the NRA on social media for what they see as hypocrisy. In Indianapolis, authorities say a one-year-old little boy was brutally beaten about the face at a daycare center his mother dropped him off at. The child's lips, eyes, and face left horribly swollen. And the baby's mom, Tiffany Griffin, was so upset when she saw her baby, they say she punched a daycare worker. The daycare center is somewhat says a somewhat violent two-year-old girl did it. The girl's mother says the sheriff uh, said that she doesn't believe it and she doesn't believe the sheriff that her two-year-old did this kind of damage. Bill Cosby has been removed from the Motion Picture Academy of America along with filmmaker Roman Polanski. Cosby, of course, just a convicted of sexual assault. Polanski's been a fugitive after pleading guilty to raping a 13-year-old girl back in 1977 and just getting rid of him now. Stay away from romaine lettuce. Authorities say lettuce grown in the Yuma, Arizona growing region has sickened over 100 people in 25 states. One person is dead in California. Finally, today is International Star Wars Day. You know what that means. May the 4th be with you. Yes, it's May 4th. (laughs) Back home. That's right. And we'll be back with more entertainment and today's trending topics 20 minutes after the hour on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, As promised us, uh, joining us now, is one of the most acclaimed anchors of uh, NBC of all time, NBC Nightly News, as a matter of fact, and uh, Dateline NBC. He has a Dateline exclusive uh, with rapper Meek Mill, and it's going to air this Sunday, May 6th, at 7 p.m. Eastern on NBC. So let's find out more about this exclusive interview and some behind-the-scenes stuff. Please welcome to the show our buddy, Mr. Lester Holt. Yeah! Yeah! Hey. Welcome! Yeah, Lester Good, Good morning. Lester, how you doing, man? I'm great. I'm great. This is Dreams and Nightmares, the Meek Mill story. It airs this Sunday, everybody, at 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, Meek wants us to know some things are going on. So, Lester, what can you tell us, man? Well, I mean, you know, 
you know, I spoke to Meek on the telephone when he was in prison, but we didn't know if and when he'd get out on bail. And then our cameras were down, you know, shooting for this this program, and we got word he was about to be released. So my producer rushed down to the prison. We got him coming out. We were on the helicopter with him. You remember he he rode they rode on a helicopter yeah. to the seventy uh, yeah. sixers game. So we're on there. We're in the car with him. He's, He's FaceTiming with Kevin Hart, you know, and, and all his, his family. When he, it, was, it was a magical moment. Then, of course, he gets to the game and he rings the, the ceremony of bell. And then we spoke to him the next morning because we talked about all the issues that his case has raised. I mean, here's a guy that, when he served, what, six or seven months for the original crime, but he was on the hook in this parole system for eight years that kept snapping him back. And he's kind of become a symbol for what many people see as a, you know, as, as a wrong in the way we handle parole in this country and he recognizes a lot of guys he left behind in prison who are going through the same thing and he knows this is the moment that he is a symbol that has uh, has brought attention to this so he really he really reflects on that we had a really good conversation wow what was your takeaway of him as just just as a man well he's matured now he was 18 years old when he got busted and, you know, he's, he's grown a lot. And, of course, you know, from the time he got out of prison originally, you know, his career started to take off. And then this, you know, probation system kept snapping him back for, you know, what his lawyers say were technical violations. You know, he, uh, he had popped a wheelie in New York. He got into a, an altercation in an airport in uh, St. Louis. But he wasn't charged in any of, any of those cases. But those were part of the justification you know, for putting him, you know, back in prison for two to four years. So, wow. uh, and, and then the new part of the story is that um, there are questions now about his original conviction. It turns out you know, he, he was convicted based on the testimony of one police officer. Come to find out that police officer was on a list that the DA had of police officers that you do not call to testify because they're not trustworthy. Um, so the whole case is kind of snapping back now. Wow. That's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. More with Steve's conversation with Lester Holt about his upcoming exclusive interview with Meek Mill in about 10 minutes at 34 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, uh, we're back. Uh, We got Lester Holt. We're talking about this incredible uh, story about Meek Mill. It's a Dateline exclusive called Dreams and Nightmares. And uh, who better than Lester Holt to do the interview? So, Lester. You know, this is really crazy because I, well, regrettably, I have a lot of friends who were, excuse me, involved in the uh, probation system. I, I've been on probation myself. I so have too. I, I know. I did a five-year probation. Did you want to pro- tell Lester Holt that, though? What? Sometimes you tell This is Lester Holt, Steve. No, no, but this is important because parole, I mean, probation is a good thing because the idea is to lift people out of, you know, whatever trouble they got into and give them a path back into society. Right. And what, mm-hmm. and what you know, Meek and his lawyers argue is like, look, you know, here's a guy who had a good job. You know, he was a rapper. He was making money. And they argue that the system should help him, a, a guy like that. And yet it kept snapping back and putting him back in jail. Now, imagine, you know, if you're not Meek Mill and you don't have a big career and you're trying to get a job and, you know, try to feed your family. So that, that's really the, the, the crux of the issue. I mean, a lot of people have been in this system. Yeah, because you don't have to be charged with a crime to violate probation. Violating probation is standing in the company of another person that's been convicted. Okay. Just so many things they can violate you on. Yeah. If you're yeah, standing it, it, on a corner with a guy. Yeah, right yeah or a content. Yeah. 
contact with police. And, and in Meek's case, you know, his probation had a lot of uh, requirements about reporting, that if you're going to go to another city or another state, you have to file a report about your whereabouts. You know, he was a rapper. He was on tour. He says, you know, sometimes they got it wrong. You know, things shifted. He ended up here, not there. Um, but those, as you point out, things like that are violations. I mean, they are technical violations. But the bottom line in, in Meek's story, he was never convicted of another crime. Uh, you know, it goes, it goes back to when he was 18. You got in trouble. But since then, he's never been convicted. But Steve, Steve, you're right. Any any contact with the criminal justice system, you can get snapped right back into prison. That's, that's really crazy. And now he's uh, being more like a uh, spokesperson or I hate to say poster child, cause, but this is horrible. But he's a spokesperson for a lot of people. He said that he left back in prison. This is going to be a great interview, everybody. Uh, it's a Dateline exclusive. It's called Dreams and Nightmares, The Meek Mill Story. It airs Sunday, May 6th at 7 p.m., 6 p.m. Central Time. Let's all tune in. Lester Holt, man, I love you, man. Thank you. Hey, Steve, always a pleasure, man. You take care of yourself. All right, thank you. Lester Holt, everybody. That'd be a great story, man. Bye, Lester. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> That's going to be a great story. It's really interesting because I never really knew all of the particulars of the case mm-hmm. with Meek. Mm-hmm. I just knew everybody was talking about him, and, you know, I just never knew what it was. But this is really – this. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I check Oh, it yeah, out. everybody's going to be watching this one <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah. But I want to know what it is about this judge that I there keep hearing go. about. Oh, uh, it's Denise so controversial. Brinkley. That's what I want to hear about. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Judge Janice Brinkley. Brinkley. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, I want to hear it out of Meek Mill's mouth. I want to hear what he has to say about his entire experience, about what he's going to do going forward, all of that. You know, I'm sure at some point he's going to want to get back in the studio, you know, all of that and and produce new music. So I'm sure it's going to be a compelling interview. And who better to do it than Lester Holt? Because he's one of the greats. As far yeah, as I want to say goes. I could do it, but I'll mess it up. <laughs> now, I'm going to say something really wrong. Get both of us back on probation. <laughs> me and me will be in prison then. Well, what did Harvey say? Hell, you know? <laughs> They'll dig up my old probation. We, you violated your probation. Why you talking? <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> now, now that you brought it up, we done looked your ass up. You yeah. come on down here, you and me. Can... Matter of fact, y'all selling. <laughs> me looking at me like, damn, OG. Yeah. Old ass homie, you had to say that what <laughs> now me and meek in there fighting meek just whooping my ass because <laughs> i'm tired of fighting meek just wearing my ass out so again it's going to be a dateline exclusive dreams and nightmares it's called the meek mill story airs this sunday or it airs sunday uh may 6th at 7 p.m oh, eastern dreams and nightmares with steve yeah steve in there too 7 p.m eastern 6 p.m central Coming up, the nephew's on tap. He'll have a prank phone call for us right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after today's Strawberry Letter subject, my husband is not handling his business. Okay. Mm. But up next, the nephew is here with the, today's prank phone call. What you got, king of pranks? Musty son. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Talk about somebody's baby. Your baby musty. Oh. We got to do something about this. Your baby musty. Run it, cat. Musty son. You Tommy? That's right there. That's all we got to say, dog. Two words right there. Two words. Hello? Hello. I'm trying to reach Vanessa, please. 
This is she. Hi, Vanessa. My name is Robert. I'm the uh, uh, one of the owners. You know my wife, Michelle. We own the daycare. Uh, yes, 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 yes. How can I help you? Okay. We've been. Uh, I think we've had your son Malik probably close to a year now. Am I right? <laughs> yes, you have. Is everything okay? No, everything is fine. Everything is fine. I don't think we uh, we have a problem that we can't clear up. Um, I, I have a question for you. Have, have you been noticing anything different about Malik? Um, uh, like concerning hygiene at all? Hygiene? No. Not that I can recall. What are you talking about? Okay. How old is Malik? He's two. Okay. Well, we seem to have come across a little glitch here that we're going to try to take care of here at the uh, at the daycare. I, actually, my wife didn't. I told her I would make the phone call and leave her out of it. I know you see her every day once yeah, when you drop. Yeah, but what, what, what glitch are you talking about? What, what What is this glitch? I'm sorry? Glitch. What is this glitch that you want to talk about? I'm confused okay well actually what we're having is it seems like every day here lately for the last two months uh malik has been you know very musty you know he hasn't been really sweaty but just real musty okay you clearly have the wrong child because i give my son a bath every night and most mornings before he leaves the school i give him another bath again so yeah i'm pretty positive you have the wrong child no ma'am your son is malik right and he's, he's two years old you guys have been here with us Right close to a year now, correct? Yes, and? Okay, and he's a cute little kid with the curly hair. I know exactly which one he is. So what I'm what I'm saying to you is that we are having problems. He's just, he's just reeking, you know. He's real musty. Okay, so, you know what? My son does not reek. I don't know what child you're talking about, but you're not talking about my child. I just told you I make sure that he gets a bath every night. So that's not my child. My child is very clean. Okay, well, well, hang on, Vanessa. What I'm trying to get you to understand is I'm trying to, this is why my wife didn't want to call, okay? And I'm glad I'm actually the one that made the call. What we need to do, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to try a little experiment for the next month or so. Experiment? I'm, gonna, I'm sorry? Well, what, what do you mean experiment? What kind of experiment? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some male deodorant on him what? for the next well, just for the next month, and we'll see how it plays no, out. No, 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 no. You're not, you're not going to put anything on my child. That's not going to happen. Okay. Well, ma'am, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fix the problem here. I just wanted to call. He and doesn't have a you. problem. I already told you that my son is clean. You're not going to put any <laughs> on him, and if you do, it's going to be a problem. Do you understand me? Okay, ma'am, I'm not trying to have an argument with you. What I want you to know is. Well, I'm not I'm trying, trying to have an argument either. To but you're trying, to, you're talking about putting deodorant on my child. You. You can't do that. I'm not going to have that happening. Please don't make me have to come back to that school for you and your wife. Okay, ma'am, listen, we're going to have to do something about your child. Your child is musty, okay? And you're sitting here getting an attitude with me, and I'm trying to let you know your child because is you're musty. you're nonsense. Maybe you're the one that's musty. Maybe you and your wife are musty. My child is not musty. I keep telling you that I bathe him every night. Which part of that do, don't you understand? I understand everything that you're saying. Maybe it's the soap. Maybe something is not taking effect. I'm not sure, okay? But Maybe you're just smelling right, because I don't know what child you're smelling, but you're not smelling my child. On him. You are not using male deodorant on my child. Do I need to come down there for you with the cops and sue your entire establishment? You don't want that to happen. Stay away from my child. Are you crazy? You know, matter of fact, where's my son? Ma'am, your son is fine. Your son is in there with the rest of the kids. They're playing. I, you know, today is the first day I sprayed a little bit of male deodorant on you his You did what? see how that worked okay, out. Okay, so you play crazy. Look, Cheryl. Can, can, can you cover for me for a couple of minutes? I'll be, I'm bringing my there right now. I'll be there within the hour because you must be crazy. What do you mean you sprayed my son? Ma'am, I just sprayed a little bit of deodorant on him just to see if we can. If I we didn't can give you permission to do that, and I keep telling you. I 
child, that there's nothing wrong with my child, and you took it upon yourself to go and spray my child, and you weren't supposed to do that. Are you crazy? I'm bringing my right now. Okay, well, what are you coming here for? The boy, he, he, your son Malik is fine. Why are you coming here? No, he's clearly not fine. If you go around spraying, why don't you spray? Because clearly, your smelling and reeking and funky as hell. I ain't give you no to spray. Child. Ma'am, I'm gonna come down there and I promise you, I promise you, I'm gonna shoot all y'all, because you crazy. Okay, let me say this, ma'am. Your son is musty. He's been reeking for the My last time. My son is months. not musty. How many times have I tell you that he's anymore, not musty? Okay? You know what? I ain't even trying to hear you, because you, you, you're clearly crazy. How you go around spraying people's kids? And I'm with my child. Did you smell the other kids? You know what? I'm about to get in my car and come down there for your ass, because you must be crazy. Hello? Hello? Oh. Hello? Why did you hang up on me? I'm trying to fix the problem, ma'am. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What the you want? I told you that I'm coming down there. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Once. But I needed to let you know one more thing that's going on here. How could you possibly need to let me know? Because I'm on my way to right now. Where are you now? Are you in your car? Where are you? I am heading to my car, about to get in my car to come down there for because you must be crazy spraying my child. Before you get to your car, I need I need to tell you one more thing about your son, okay? Please, what you possibly have to tell me? I want to tell you that what? this is, listen to me, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your girlfriend Cheryl got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> my stuff. Confirmation. Yeah. That's all yeah. we waiting on. Just so I don't do this to the wrong person. <laughs> oh, man. Little My man, son, you Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, fella, fella. <laughs> you Tommy? Uh, yeah. That's all What's I need up? to know. That's it, dog. Confirmation. <laughs> Somebody hold my hat. <laughs> cool. That's how it's going to happen, Tommy. Yeah, that's how it's going to go. It's going to happen. All right, thank you, nephew. Uh, switching gears, this is on a serious note, guys. The two black guys, remember, who were wrongly arrested at a Philadelphia Starbucks in April. Uh, well, they've reached a settlement with the city, the mayor's office, 23-year-olds Dante Robinson and Rashawn Nelson. They settled on one single dollar each 
if the city set up a $200,000 fund tied into nonprofit organizations uh, that will help young entrepreneurs in the city. The Strawberry Letter is coming up next, all right? The subject, my husband is not handling his business. Wait till you hear this. Hey, Mother's Day is just around the corner, and while brunches are being booked and trips are being planned, there are a lot of us who won't be able to make it to celebrate with mom. With 1-800-Flowers.com, distance doesn't mean anything because you can still brighten your day with a beautiful bouquet. Right now, when you get ahead of the Mother's Day rush, 1-800-Flowers is giving you an exclusive 24 for 24 offer. 24 multicolored roses for $24. And let me tell y'all something else. With a bright and a beautiful mix of premium roses and a rainbow of colors, these blooms are guaranteed to show your mom just how much she's loved. And Lord have mercy, don't we mean it. Don't put this off. Order today. To order 24 stunning multicolored roses for only $24, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code STRAWBERRY. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code STRAWBERRY. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today's Strawberry Letter, guys, is sponsored by 1-800-Flowers. This is so huge. I love this. Listen up. 1-800-Flowers.com wants you to honor your mom this Mother's Day by sharing her wows, okay? How she wows you with everything she does. We all have moms. We know that our moms are just, even if we don't still have them now, what she did for us is, you know, we can't compare it to anything. She always wowed us. We want to hear your hashtag moms who wow story, okay? For a chance to win a trip to Providence, France, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash win to enter and get the rules. All right, time for the letter. Now, listen, if you want some advice, if you want some advice on relationships, on work, on parenting, on sex, on on other stuff, dating, submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click submit strawberry letter. All right? Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry letter. Subject, my husband is not handling his business. Hi, Stephen Shirley. I really need your advice. I'm a 32-year-old woman and my husband is 37. When we first got married, our sex life was amazing. About three years into our marriage, intimacy became an issue. My husband started making excuses for not wanting to do it. He never wanted to have sex anymore. When we did do it, he would just lie there like he forgot what to do. So I came out of my comfort zone to try to get him excited. I would turn on porn, talk dirty to him, go to bed naked, get my hair done regularly, and even dress sexy. Nothing worked. After a while, I started to feel unattractive and unwanted. I um, questioned his commitment to me and our relationship, and he swore to me that he still loved me and that he didn't think we had a problem with our sex life. I suspected that he was cheating, and I snooped through his things. But I never found anything. So I started planning to have an affair with a guy that I worked with. I started staying out and entertaining this man at his house, but that didn't work out for me, so I ended that fling. My husband could feel that something wasn't right, so when I stopped coming in late, he changed. He was all over me, and we were having lots of sex, and everything was great. Then, about seven months ago, we fell into another dry spell. I can't take this anymore. I'm only 32 years old, and my husband is not handling his business 
in the bedroom. I'm screaming on the inside. What's a woman to do? Please help. Well, it sounds like you've done pretty much everything, uh, you know, to get it going on in your marriage and in the bedroom. But really, um, I got nothing here. Either he's no longer attracted to you in I that way. I got it, Shirley. Don't worry about it. I'm here for okay, you. Okay, I know you are, darling. Take either, your time. Okay, either he's no longer attracted to you, like I said. He's no longer interested in being married or being married to you. Or he has some sort of medical or mental issue going on. Or maybe he's bisexual or gay. Or maybe he's just plain lazy. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe he's just not into you anymore, like the book and the movie said. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, That's it. That's what I got. You should have just left it at that. You didn't have <laughs> well, to turn the dude gay, sure. No, I didn't turn him gay. gay. I'm just throwing it out there. You never know. He's not, he's not interested. Go ahead, Steve. All right, here's the deal. Classroom is in session. May I have your undivided attention? <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, Come don't on. just poo-poo my answer like that. You poo-pooed it. <laughs> I- I'm talking to Steve. What? What? I'm talking I ain't sure I nothing about your answer. <laughs> no, the way you said it, I d- I took offense to that, and mm. that's okay, isn't it? Don't hello. You know what, man? Just go on and hello. do your yeah. part. Just, what, just what did going. I say? Uh, 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 class don't, don't is in session. I just said class is in session. I know, but undivided attention. I know. Anybody poo pooed on you? Okay, I ain't saying yeah, nothing about you. Don't else. dismiss it. Okay, it was good stuff in there. Wow. I didn't say it wasn't. I can tell she doesn't feel comfortable with it. Go ahead, Steve. I'm good. I'm good. Tell me, quit being an instigator. Quit being messy. (laughs) You worry about your W. Yeah. All right, here we go. And your height. My husband (laughs) is not handling his business. Mm. She 32, he 37. They first got married, they was having sex all the time everywhere. About three years into the marriage, intimacy became an issue. My husband started making excuses for not wanting to do it. He never wanted to have sex anymore, and when we do do it, he would just lie there like he forgot what to do. Mm. (laughs) Now, look, let's just get to this letter. Because I already know it's one of three things, and that's all it is. But since you want to go down the letter, no, no, let me, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go out of order. Here is the one of two things that's wrong, but there is also a third thing. I'm going to say that for last. There could be, number one, a financial issue. How is your man doing in terms of where he wants to be in life? Is he where he wants to be? Does he feel like he could do more? Is he behind the eight ball? Is he playing catch up? Because when we are not financially secure and we don't got our money together and how are we going to make it to take care of everybody, it throws us into something. Women have a biological clock that ticks. Men have a financial clock that ticks. His financial clock alarm could have gone off. That's one reason. It could be purely financial. The bills, the burden of having to take care of everybody, how much he making, how much he get to keep. Can he go play golf? Can he buy a pair of shoes? Do you have everything you want? What is it? What is it? What is it? It could be financial. Second reason, it could be a physical problem. Impotency in men is a big thing. All you got to do is watch TV. They got a commercial on every five minutes. GNC got testosterone, got big Frank Thomas in there. Talking about, I take these testosterone tablets. I'm back. I sure wish my husband would take. Well, get him some. 
Then they got the Viagra commercial. Dude in there got a 100 milligram pack just stuck in his luggage where you ain't got a catahole bottle. And they got his luggage open. Why he got this pack of Viagra laying out and opening this damn luggage? Yeah. And somebody could take your pill. Now your weekend is shot. Seattle's got them two white people holding hands in the bathtub. Well, where's you at where you got two separate bathtubs sitting next to each other on a mountain? Yeah. Nice commercial ain't true. Seattle's Viagra, testosterone, alpha male. Extends. Mm-hmm. But, now, that could be his problem. But I think the problem is deeper than that. When we come back, I'm going to tell you the third reason that you might have to look into. All right, we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's go with part two of your response to today's strawberry letter. My husband is not handling his business. Well, he ain't. Mm-mm. <laughs> he ain't handling his business. You 32, 33, y'all first started having sex. It was amazing. Now, three years in, y'all hit something wrong. And you don't know what it is. And then when you do have sex with him, he laying there like he done forgot what to do. Lack of interest. Something is on his mind. One of two things I told you, but it's a third thing, too, and it's in your letter. I just want to point it out. It could be financial. The man ain't where he wanted to be. When we got financial woes and worries on us, man, it changes us. Sexual appetite diminishes a bit because we're trying to figure out how to get this thing to go. It could be financial. Financial clock is ticking. Second reason, here's the other reason. It could be a physical problem. You see the commercials on Viagra got a new package. You can buy 100 milligrams, the weekend package. Put one in your luggage. But now he got it right up under the fishnet on his luggage so the TSA man can see it, unzip it, act like he's searching. Now he got his Viagra. Now your whole weekend shot. <laughs> see, Alice has got commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. There's an alarming note on one of the commercials. Just, just a side note. If you have an erection lasting more than four hours, call your doctor. Why would I do that? Why would I call anybody? <laughs> That's not a long time. Four hours? I'm not calling nobody. What are you, what are you doing? I'm taking time-coded selfies. <laughs> <laughs> to go off. I'm going to record this from every angle. That's one hour. Still here. Wow. An hour. You get an hour. You, boy, that, you, you doing something. That's Two hours. I've got to send this to somebody. Too much. <laughs> okay, so there we have it. Now, here's the third reason, young lady, that you might have to look at. And I discovered it in your in your letter. You said when, when we do do it, he would just lie there and act like he forgot. Ah, here we go. So I got, I came out of my comfort zone to try to get him excited. So now you didn't come out your comfort zone to get him excited. I would turn on porn, talk dirty to him, go to bed naked, get my hair done regularly, and even dress sexy, nothing worked. Okay, so ah, let's pump the brake. So until you, before all this was happening, what were you doing? Wasn't no talking dirty? You ain't never go to bed naked? What was your hair looking like before you started getting it done regularly? Really? 
And you even started dressing sexy. So you was Jane Hathaway before this started. Make it about her. No, I'm asking. I'm not making about her, but I want her to see. Could he have become bored because you stopped caring for yourself? I'm just asking. I don't know that. I'm just giving you the three things, the financial reason, his physical uh, medical problem, or is it you, something you've done? Then after a while, I started feeling unattractive. So you're going to take your little fast tail down here and start having a fan with this man down at the job. And then as you so eloquently put it, I started staying out and entertaining this man at his house. Oh, you're entertaining him. Oh, 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 so what are you doing now? Oh, you're 32, now you're an entertainer. What, 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 he got a pole in the house? What, what, what's, what's happening? What you, what you doing at his house that's so damn entertaining? See, you didn't want to write it in your letter, but you started having sex with this man. Mm. That's what you did. So that didn't work out for me, so I ended the fling. My husband could feel that something wasn't right. So when I stopped coming in late, he changed. He was all over me because he missed you. See, you were at the other man's house doing all the entertainment. He missed you. So he had a chance to miss you. Maybe y'all need to have some date nights and, and create the miss you part of it. Then you need to come in here and do all this entertaining you was doing across town. Hello. Hello. Maybe you need to come out your comfort zone. I don't know what it is. I can't tell you what it is, but it's one of them three things. It's either a financial problem he having, he got a physical problem, and he need to look at some of these commercials and get down there to see a damn doctor, or it's you. It's yeah. And what is you wearing over there while you entertaining? Yeah. Bring all them monkey costumes yeah. to the house. Because <laughs> you ain't been wearing them yet. Circus outfits. We ain't seen none of this. Yo, you're a French nurse over there. <laughs> You got feather dusters, whips, high heel shoes, patent leather boots. You got panties with openings on them. What is all this at my house? <laughs> <laughs> then about seven months ago, we fell into another dry spell. I can't take this anymore. I'm only 32. And my husband not handling his business in the bedroom. I'm screaming on the inside. What's a woman to do? Please help. I don't know what y'all do when y'all scream on. I know what we do when we scream. What? We start hollering on the house. Mm-hmm. So do we. We start some hollering somewhere. Okay, sure. All right, now. <laughs> yeah. All right, sure. Let's Got to let them know. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Update them. Uh-huh. That's a great bit of information. Yeah. Glad, glad you're here. Mm. Well. You're saying it could be some sort of metal, medical or mental issue as well. I agree with that. Chella, I, 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 you, I don't have, you don't have to clear this up with me. Steve, we're I, just I never, conversing. No, we're, we're just... not. Well, we're conversing because you think I said something about your answer. No, that's not anything. it. I thought your answer we're was just, excellent. We're just having well, a discussion, Steve. Because because we have time. <laughs> we have time. That's all, because we have time. She can bring it up if she Yeah, and it's my letter. Yeah, I didn't say we can't go back, Carla, but I'm just saying. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> no, but seriously, there there is a problem here. We just don't know what it is. Oh, I know what it is. What 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 do you think it is? No, I'm not. We can't talk about it. I no, we can. It's her. 
Oh, see, right there. You want to blame the woman, see? Uh -uh. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of them is. She done went over there and had the affair. She went through the man's phone, found nothing. She went and had the affair. Now you want us to be cool with this. This heifer wrong. All right, Steve, we got to get out of here. This is a good letter. You can email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's strawberry letter at my girl Shirley. All right. Coming up in about, uh, well, right up to this in about 10 minutes, uh, we're going to talk about Kevin Hart. All right. Kevin. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ooh, this story right here hurt my heart. Uh, the man who allegedly tried to extort Kevin Hart over a sex tape has been arrested, guys. Uh, reports Good. page six. This is that all according foul. to page six. Yes, his name is Jonathan Todd Jackson. He was charged with two felony counts of extortion for trying to extort an undisclosed amount of money from Kevin between August 25th and August 30th of last year. This is according to a press release from the Los Angeles County DA's office. Jackson allegedly had a video videotape of Kevin Hart with a woman in Las Vegas and then is accused of trying to sell the recording to numerous celebrity news websites. This is according to prosecutors now. Jackson was a close friend of Kevin's for like about 15 years, they're saying. Um, So Kevin tweeted he was mind blown. He was hurt. He was at a loss for words and simply in complete disbelief at the moment. Uh, Wow. And, And by the way, Jackson could face up to four years in jail if convicted. Yes, Tommy. Ain't he on SWAT with Shamar Moore? No, he was. <laughs> okay, yeah, of course. On now. SWAT. No. All right, we wow. got to move on to, yeah, that's crazy. He's in the middle of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, but it's like this. I, mm-hmm. I, but I said this, though. You did. Yeah. yeah. This is your inner circle. That's why you constantly have to take inventory of people around you. I've had, I've had this happen to me, man, on numerous occasions. People that you thought loved you, that you trusted, but they see a way to get some more, and here they come. I, it, it it has happened. I I don't know of a celebrity that has not happened to, but this that this dude did was vile. First of all, how how you how you get that set up? See, because neither Kevin nor the woman knew of any video. Mm-hmm. The woman the woman really didn't know. She said she felt like a victim. Yeah, this dude, man, so foul. And I feel for Kevin because his heartbreak is real because you go, damn, dog, my dude. And now Kevin got to go through everything he's ever done for this dude. And please know he done done a lot, but it ain't ever enough. Man, when you're dealing with a hater, it, it, it I don't care what you do, it ain't ever enough. But everybody, you all have that someone in your life. Everybody's got that somebody in their life that no matter what you do for them, it ain't enough. And tell me you ain't got that person. Or you ain't had him before. I, you can't yeah. help them enough. Yeah. Dog, every time they come to you, you giving them something. It ain't nope. ever enough. They it. It ain't ever enough, man. Yeah. But you know how many people out in the head? I'm telling you, man, just recent, this year. Yeah. <clears throat> this year, last year, I got people, man, I don't care what you give them. What you allow them to be exposed to, it ain't enough, man. They want your life, dog. And they ain't going to do what you do. And they ain't put the time in to be who you are. But they want your life. Mm. That's messed up, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's foul. Your boy videotaped. Captain 100, though. That's foul, man. Dog, he did it. First of all, because 
Kevin is my dude. Love so him. I, I don't like talk, talking about because you know, look, look, him, him and his wife, they, you know, they they got to go through the healing process. Yeah. And I'm all for them. But, but, but the only way this happens is somebody got to know that it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Got to have access to your room and preset everything up. That's the only way. That ain't no maid. A maid don't know what you about to do, mm. who you with. Maids don't know that. So you can take maids off the list. I told him, I said, this this dude, you know him. This somebody, I'm telling you. And sure enough, here it comes. It's him. Yeah, that that's, that's really heartbreaking. It is. All right, so switching gears, another uh, hot story right now. Camille Cosby, Bill Cosby's wife, has finally spoken out publicly uh, since her husband has been found guilty of drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constant in a Philadelphia suburb back in 2004. Uh, Camille Cosby called it mob justice. She's been married to Bill Cosby since 1964. She has gone after the Montgomery County District Attorney, Kevin Steele, the media, and Cosby's accusers in a statement that alludes to racial injustice, okay? The overall media, Camille Cosby says, with their frenzied, relentless demonization of him and unquestioning acceptance of accusers' uh, allegations without any attendant proof, have sustained superseded the 5th and 14th Amendments, which guarantee due process and equal protection and thereby eliminated the possibility of a fair trial and unbiased jury. Uh, Bill Cosby was labeled as guilty before the media and accusers said so, she said. She accused the district attorney's office of an unethical campaign to destroy her husband and has called for a criminal investigation of that district attorney and his cohorts. She evoked at the trials of Emmett Till in 1955 and Daryl Hunt in 1994. For Camille Cosby's full statement, you can go to steveharveyfm.com. Wow. wow. Emmett Till? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she's a she wife. Have, she's I upset. mean, look, she's his wife. Yeah. Well, what do you yeah. expect? She's going to yeah, stand going by her man. she's going to support her husband. Um, Absolutely. You know, she may have a valid point. Because uh, Janice Dickinson came out and said she lied mm-hmm. between the book and her testimony. testimony. That's really, really crazy right there. Well, hopefully I mean, they'll... Camille Cosby has a right to make a statement. Absolutely. She, right. she yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. does. And she yeah. has the right to feel how she wants to feel about And something, look, you had a case. hung jury. Something happened. The because first time. From, to my understanding, some things were allowed in this re retrial that wasn't allowed the first time. Mm. And that could have been the difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, it is time to cleanse our mind, our body, and uh, our spirits, all of that, with Steve's health and wellness segment coming up at the top of the hour. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, this is what I'm calling everybody the Steve Harvey Fitness and Wellness segment. Fitness and wellness, both money, body, mind, and spirit. We're going to be talking about all those things in the Steve Harvey Fitness and Wellness segment. This is it now. And back again with us is my friend. He's uh, my uh, personal physician. Uh, and Marjorie goes to him also. Uh, he's a co-founder of the Beehive of Healing Integrative Medical Center. It's based in L.A. 
He's a family medicine instructor at Western University of Health Sciences. He's also an accomplished author, and he's got a new book, and we've been talking about it. It's called The Clarity Cleanse. And what it does, everybody, it outlines a transformative approach to live a more peaceful and healthy life. Well, he's back today with a follow-up for us. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Habib Sadegi. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank Dr. You. Habib, how you doing, man? I'm feeling uh, so blessed, and it's uh, it's wonderful to be uh, asked to be back. That means I'm doing something right. So thank you <laughs> yeah. for being generous with me. Let me tell you what it was. <laughs> the crew here was so captivated with some of the things you were telling them. They're yeah, all absolutely. into it now. You know, you've yeah, gotten oh, like yeah. four brand new clients out of this deal, too, yeah, because they yeah. all are going to come see you. But in this book, let's talk about this The today. book is amazing, by the way. The it Clarity is. Cleanse. Shirley has some questions about it. Well, You outline a 90-day process to establish clarity in the mind, body, and spirit. And that's exactly what I've taken as a part of the Steve Harvey Health and Wellness segment. Mm-hmm. I always I want to talk about the mind, the body, and the spirit. But there's 12 steps to the pro- process. Tell us a little bit more about that. How, how how does a person get started in the 12-step process? You know, I, I uh, Miss uh, Mrs. Strawberry and I when I came in, they they mentioned a particular person, and I said, oh, yeah, I I was walking by and I saw TV and and some of the things that you know that they were talking about, and I could feel myself getting angry, and opinionated, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, the book is about um, wh- how I was able to walk away with um, having a terminal illness. And, you know, believe it or not, I'm just really happy that you guys are all healthy. But look, people are sick out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the rate of obesity, you look at the rate of uh, diabetes, cancer. Look, one in three women are getting yeah, mm-hmm. hypertension. Mm-hmm. Um, one in three women are getting are, are getting cancer. One in two men are getting cancer. So, a way to give back was really to to um, to write this book. And what really saved my life um, wasn't really all that which I learned in medical school. It wasn't. Uh, t- to be very frank, some of what I learned in medical school can can easily kill me, right? Mm. And mm. Uh, and there are a lot of dead doctors out there. So what really? Whoa, hold on. Hey, what <laughs> no, that's real true, talk. He says yeah, a lot of yeah. dead doctors that's out true. there. Well, yeah. I'm telling you. Look, our profession has one of the highest rate of divorce. Um, you know, the, the, when you look at the doctors' children, they're some of the most arrogant. You know, delinquent children. Mm. That you know, the highest one of the highest rate of uh, drug abuse. Okay, why? Why is that? Why is it? That, how could you be a healer, and and have all that? Right. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, what saved my life was my auntie. I think I was about maybe 10 and a half, 11, and my auntie lived in a little village, and she had chickens. And I remember one day I realized that my auntie was like getting pepper and rubbing pepper underneath the belly of chickens. I was confused. At that really young age, I'm like, what is my auntie doing, you know, peppering up the chicken? Initially, I thought, you know, they were going to kill the, you know, chicken, and we were going to have chicken yeah. for, for dinner. For, yeah. for dinner, yeah. right? Yeah, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not what she was doing. I kept asking, and she kept smiling, and eventually, she, you know, she said, "Shh, I'm peppering up the chicken because, it, you know, when I rub pepper underneath their belly, it makes them horny, and they will allow the rooster to have sex with them, so that the eggs that they lay will be fertilized, so we can get more chicks." Let me tell you something. That piece of information saved my life. 
because because when they gave me the diagnosis, Mm -hmm. I I published my entire medical records from City of Hope in this book. Look, they gave me 30% chance of survival. Literally, it's in there. They say 70% chance of micrometastasis, which is really a cuss word. It means you're screwed. Look, <laughs> let me tell you something. What? Something else, uh-huh. I'm telling you. We're out of here. <laughs> it's what saved me was at that moment when the doctor looked at me and he said, listen, here's what's happening. I le- realized what my auntie had taught me. I didn't want anybody to pepper me up. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't lose control. I uh-huh. said, well, wait a minute. God gave me life and I, I need to go back and I need to center myself. And I need to choose from that place of being. And that's what really saved my life. So right now, what is that book about? You know, God bless her. She's so sweet. She said, listen, just be more specific because I, I know you're naive at this, but they're in radio. They can't see you. Look, the book is about not getting peppered up. The book. Mm-hmm. And how, how do we how do we human beings are getting peppered up? Maybe they're maybe they're not getting a medical diagnosis that says they're screwed. You know, they might mm-hmm. still, you know, stick a fork in it and turn them over. Maybe their addiction is anger. Mm-hmm. Do you realize how, yes. how many times we are peppering ourselves up? Mm-hmm. We're driving and we're having full conversations inside our head. Wait a minute. So, Doc. Road so, rage. Okay, so hold on. So, so let me kind of put this out there for people. So what you're saying is a person has to get back to the core of who they really are. And, and look internally and that you have the capability a lot of times to self-heal yourself by ridding yourself of emotional toxins. Yeah, absolutely. But you've got to realize if you're being peppered up, I'm mm-hmm. talking about what it means to be a fully mature human being. And I'll mm. tell you, it's a scarce commodity. That's why we're here. All right. Uh, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, we've got part two of my uh, health and wellness segment, which I've missed called fitness and wellness. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> With trying Dr. To get Habib Sadeghi. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever it's coming out, uh, it's not me. It's it's the That's renowned do, Steve baby. Harvey. You know? do, He'll bring I, it out I, of I you, Doc. He will. That. He'll bring yeah. it out of you. Yeah, it doesn't work for everybody except Tom. Hey, 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 hey. I just can't get through to him. <laughs> it's like, what does hey, it mean Shirley. to be a fully, you know, fully mature human being? What does it mean for us to hear something that we don't like and we don't lose control. Mm-hmm. And we get to choose from a place of surrender. You know, thy will be done. What does that mean? What does it mean to come from a place of centeredness? Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. That's what this book is. It's an empty cup off the cover. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's an empty cup. If you can come from a place of emptiness into your relationship, it could be a wife. It could be your husband. It could be your son. It could be your boss. See, so here we go. Mm-hmm. So that's why we say people bring in baggage to relationships. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pour Jamaica Blue Mountain in your cup. Mm. But if you already got mm-hmm. some ammonia in the cup, Ooh. you're going to mm. get poisoned. This is not going to taste right. No, I'll give you an example, Steve. I got pulled over. This is today. Here's what I did. The minute I got pulled over. 
I lowered my window. I stuck both hands outside. The guy comes around and he says, boy, aren't you paranoid? I looked at the guy and said, you know, officer, I have a lot of compassion for you. Your job is very stressful. And anything I can do to make it easy, <laughs> it would be my privilege. <laughs> I swear to God, I could see yeah. tears welling up in this man's eyes. Mm. He looked at me and he says, you know what? Slow down. Have a great day. Now watch this. If my cup was filled up and I'm sitting, I'm going, that's it. Oh, look, I got there because I'm one eyebrow Iranian man. And, and he's that's why he's pulling me over. And right. did you say one eyebrow Iranian man? Yeah, 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 whatever it is. <laughs> look, right? Come on, Doc. <laughs> yeah. it, look, if my cup was pill, filled up <laughs> and the guy, by the time he comes in, I'm just like about to explode. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, that's what we're talking about. Here, every morning you wake up. Before you start your day, get a piece of paper. Sit down somewhere where you don't have to be disturbed for 12 minutes. Okay. Take a survey of your cup. Here's the question. You start writing. You say, what, what, what are my thoughts? What are my low-hanging fruits of my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions? Look, last night I had a, I had a disagreement. I had a fight with my beloved. We really did. We were talking for two and a half hours. We went in the car because we didn't want to disturb the kids. Mm -hmm. But we <laughs> sat there and we talked, we screamed, we laughed, we cried, we loved, we hugged until we worked it out. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what mature human beings do. Yeah. Yeah, they I've don't been in amputate. Car for two hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's serious. <laughs> Lord, I'd be wanting to climb out the window. <laughs> Man. God, dog. I'm talking about while the car moving, though. I'll just roll out here. I'll I hope Mrs. Marjorie's not listening to this. No, man, I just, man, oh, God, Lord Jesus. But you do but, talk about that in your book, The Clarity Cleanse, 12 minutes each morning. Yeah, it's called Pew 12, mm -hmm. Purged Emotional Writing. Pew 12, Pew 12, Purged Emotional Writing, 12 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. You start with that, and you write it. What? When he come back, can we talk about my little one rejecting me the night before? But I ain't got past that part. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got past that Dr. Part. Habib Sadegi, we love you. Thank you Thank so you. much. It's if such a privilege you, to be you, here. You make the room brighter when you when you come right, in, cool. when you make an appearance. God bless you. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Saturday is Cinco de Mayo, people. Cinco de Mayo uh, yeah. is often confused with Mexican Independence Day. Cinco de Mayo commemorates the Mexicans' army victory at the Battle of Puebla uh, during the Franco-Mexican War back in 1862, all right? Mexico actually declared its independence 50 years earlier. But Americans will celebrate anyway since it's an excuse to, uh, you know, to drink up. Some salted margaritas, anyone? Absolutely. Yeah. Pina yeah. coladas, anyone? All of that. Drop a low rider. Yeah, Mexican-Americans <laughs> living in the U.S. agree that Cinco de Mayo has evolved into a huge festival that celebrates Mexican culture and heritage. Yeah. Uh, people mark the occasion with elaborate family feasts, parties, mariachi music, and traditional folk dancing. So happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Cinco yeah. de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Mm -hmm. Cinco de Mayo. What you gonna do tomorrow, Tommy? You now, this Texas. is just a Mexican holiday, right? Not Latino. Uh, that's, it's, that's we do celebrate same. Mexican culture and heritage, mm -hmm. but don't we The Latino call, community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I'm just saying, it's Cinco de Mayo. I'm not sure. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I'm asking. Is it it's a Mexican... Holiday, or is it a Latino holiday?
Well, it's Mexican because it commemorates the Mexican Army's victory at the battle. Okay, of, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Against France. I know. When they won, Steve. When they won. <laughs> Coming over here thinking it's going to be some easy win. <laughs> Ain't no punks up in here. What? It's Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Mexico, man, take the X out, Mexico. You gonna be one? You want some? We got some. Can you salsa dance, Steve? I do everything, baby. Okay, so that's a yes. Salsa dance, mariachi dance. They got a mariachi dance. Hell, I play an accordion if I if I had one. You can play the accordion. Yeah, if I had one. You played one before? Yeah, on the show. Yeah. Oh, you. I played the drums with Sheila. I'm talented. Oh, yeah, we saw that on Little Big Shot. I ain't gonna lie to you, dumb talented. <laughs> a little bit of boxing, you know, I'm talented. You know what? You keep it up, though. You're going to be someone. The world will get a chance to see this talent. And I appreciate yeah. that, too, Sheldon. You're on your you way, Steve. That that, yeah. Because coming from you is big, because you kill a person off. <laughs> you don't think that I'm still going to be here long enough to become somebody. Yeah, you it's are. It's like fascinating to me, because you're the direct opposite. <laughs> With everybody else. You, 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 Shirley doing a story on you. Quit listening. I feel okay. some kind of way in my heart about uh, you, Steve, because I've known be you it. for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a good feeling about you, Steve. Okay. Shirley, I got a good feeling about you. Good. Thank yeah. you. Good. I appreciate that. Good feeling. <laughs> Back to the margaritas. Frozen. Oh, oh I love it. On the rock. I, I like, like frozen. I like, I like frozen, frozen, frozen strawberry, with salt. Carla. Frozen with salt. strawberry. Okay. I don't like strawberry, Mark. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I do. I do. Yeah. How no, margaritas, frozen I, uh, salt on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Chip and dip. Yeah. Yeah. Chip oh, and yeah. salsa. Guacamole. Yeah. Guacamole. Oh, guacamole. Yeah. Fresh. Guaca, guaca, guacamole. <laughs> the song though yeah <laughs> guacamole Ooh, I love started that. as an avocado mm-hmm. but i got hold it made guacamole, <laughs> guacamole. A- a- avocado put some peppers yeah and mash it okay yeah. all right it's time you get it together closing remarks and we'll no be problem. back at 49 after the hour adios you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, last break of the day. And uh, yeah. Steve, give us something uplifting in your closing remarks, okay? All right, uh, today, everybody, uh, in, in the uh, vein of uplift again and aspiration to try to uh, get everybody motivated, uh, I created a new thing, and I'll tell you about it shortly, but and I'll tell you where you can get it. Uh, I'm doing nothing but a huge, huge, long motivational series. And I'll tell you about it shortly. It'll be, it'll be drops of knowledge and wisdom and pearls of wisdom that you can use and carry out throughout the day. Uh, I want to talk to you about failure. Because people uh, say some very confusing things about failure. People say that they're afraid to fail. I, that's understandable. Uh, people say they don't want to fail. That's understandable. But a lot of people are frozen because of failure. Look, I got nobody wants to fail. I got you afraid to fail. I, I understand you saying, man, but if I fail and I don't make it, what I'm going to do then? I got, I got all of that that you're saying. But the biggest cause of failure in this country 
is just that. It is the fear of failing that causes the most failure in this country. It is that fear of failing. So that's what I want to talk to you about and give you some motivation. Here's what I came up with this morning. I just phrased it this way for the first time. Stop being afraid to fail if you do something when failure is guaranteed if you do nothing. I'm going to say it again. Stop being afraid to fail if you do something when failure is guaranteed if you do nothing. You have got to deal with your fear of failure. You have got to deal with your fears. I read something that Will Smith said the other day. Will Smith said, uh, the best things in life are on the other side of fear. (laughs) I thought that was so slick, man. The best things in life are on the other side of fear. When you're afraid of something, you have to address it. It's really not as daunting as you think. You know, it's like, it's like if you hear some heavy breathing behind you and that heavy breathing, you go, oh man, what is that behind me? But if you never turn around to address the heavy breathing behind you, that breathing gets louder. It gets stronger. And then your mind takes over and all of a sudden, man, this thing that's breathing behind you is this out of control monster. Oh, my God, Godzilla back here breathing on my neck. Man, this has got to be the Bigfoot is behind me breathing on my neck. It could be a puppy up against your ear. If you turn around and address it, it could be just a puppy up against your ear. But because you're letting this go unaddressed, that turns into... And if you don't address it, that turns into... And next thing you know, what was really just a puppy in your ear, because you refused to turn around and address it, it has become this out-of-control monster. Stop being afraid to fail if you do something when failure is guaranteed if you do nothing. It's a guarantee that you will fail if you do nothing. In order to, what, what helps me lose my fear of failure is that I dream so big. What I want to happen to me in life is so powerful that I simply cannot live without it. And that helps me deal with all of the setbacks, hardships, troubles, trials, tribulations. It helps me face the fear because what I want and what I dream about is so incredible. It would mean so much to so many people if all of my dreams come true that I'm just I'm just in pursuit of it, man. My dreams are bigger than all of my fears. My fear of failure can't even begin to compare with my dreams, my visions, my hopes for tomorrow, what I hope to accomplish and become, what I hope to leave behind as my legacy, what I want my children's grandchildren to think of me. All of that is so big in me that it causes me to face and deal with any fear head on. The way to handle fear is through your dreams and your visions. Make your dreams and visions so big, so incredible that you 
have to go get them because, man, it will be so life-changing for you. That will give you the motivation to deal with these fears. And if you turn around and face most fears, you'll find out that they ain't what they look like. So one more time, stop being afraid to fail if you do something. When failure is guaranteed if you do nothing. Those are my closing remarks today. Y'all have a good one, you know? Yes, sir. I guess I can righteously say this now. I guess y'all will yeah. be all right with it today. Y'all have a great <laughs> yes. weekend, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, you, you got to drop, drop the, the mic. mic. Wait, drop the drop mic. The yeah. mic. Uh, what? Hold on. <laughs> you and that that's, mic drop. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the actual mic. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. The man. actual mic. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, Happy man. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, happy yeah. Cinco de Mayo. What y'all doing this weekend? Guacamole. I will be in Florida eating I'm lettuce. Summit. Yeah. Oh, you on your cleanse? Man. You just want the roof. Y'all have a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's cooked, too. You can't have it. Steve Harvey contest, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that anytime I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your health care provider about treatment options to manage your weight.